The Breakdown Podcast. I would love Oli to stay. <laughs> Are you, you don't know why? Because as long as he stays, United aren't that yeah. much of a threat. <laughs> you know what? That was the first game that really finished me off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that was the first game. That was the game that finished me off. Samples. Oh, I keep hearing that. Oh, it's Amphi. It's not my fault if you can't fill your stadium, innit? It's not my fault. Yeah. yeah exactly. Tell them. Tell them, T. Tell them. What's good, people? You're tuned in to the Breakdown Podcast brought to you by the Football Supplement. This is episode seven. My name is Mark. I'm joined by a full panel today. Got coffee in the building. What are you saying? I'm good, man. I'm good. Obviously, I know I was away last week. You know, local international break type 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 thing. But um, yeah, no, good to be back, man. Good to be back with the lads and that. Let's drop it up. What are you saying, T? Another one, man. Another one. Five nil, Mo Salah. <laughs> Just straight like that, yeah. Five That's nil. It. Get the job done. Under the radar. But keep on going, man. Keep it going. What are you saying, Jay? Where I'm good. I'm probably the most conflicted here because I got Pat versus his his old team coming up. So conflicted, but I'm good, man. <laughs> you know what? We, we, we've said we've said a lot on United already. Uh, so Marky, I guess it's 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 down to you, bro. You can vent today. Do you know what I mean? No, nah, there's no there's no venting needed. I feel like people just need to go and listen a couple of episodes. Um, a couple of episodes back and you said it already as long as Oli's the manager Man United are not that much of a threat I think yeah. that's that, that's a fair comment a fair statement and it's showing itself um, what I do want to say though I feel like a lot of Manchester United fans um, especially those that are want to be affiliated <laughs> with the club want to work with the club ex-players and stuff that want to be in there I think there's a thing where people don't want to be seen to be being reactionary um, because they'll say everything that's wrong. You know, patterns of players not there. Um, you know, just he's picking the wrong players. They'll say everything. So what should happen with the manager? Well, I think you should give him time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. So I don't think anyone's got the bottle to come out because it's seen as like an at most clubs it's seen as like listen he's not good enough get him out and that is what it is but at Manchester United I think because they're still holding on to this we are the this beacon of sort of moral stability and all these kind of things we still have the values um footballing values are sticking with the manager I think that's why a lot of people are just tight-lipped but eventually they're gonna sack him mm. Why do you think they're? Why do you think they're moving like that? Like, do 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 you think that it's possible they could be seeing that Oli's done a couple of good things and maybe he just he just does need a bit of time? Maybe it's a bit too early. Or what do you think from your perspective? I think I think it's it's because ultimately it's because I think people are scared of the change. You know, because they're just they're they're looking at the change from Fergie to Moyes, Moyes to um. Van Gaal, Van Gaal to Mourinho, then back to Oli, you know. So I think they're just scared of the change because the most thing that people say, they go, oh, but, and this is just fans and stuff. I say, they'll say, um, you can't get rid of Oli because who are you going to replace him with? Mm. As if there are not several managers currently even in the Premier League who are better than Oli right now. One of which he faced on the weekend, you know, Leicester manager Brendan Rodgers, is better than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a coach, as a manager. That's it. This is this bottom line. So when they say who who would you rather get in, well, I'd rather have Brendan Rodgers as manager than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer of Manchester United. So there's for one, and let alone a lot of. I mean, we talked about the Newcastle. Careful what you wish for, by the way. Listen, we talked about the Newcastle. Well, at least he's won something, right? <laughs> so um, we talked about the Newcastle thing last week, and it's like some of those managers. They're showing better tactics and um, um, quality um, than Oli. So it's like it's like who do you replace him with? As opposed to, oh my gosh, 
Oli's, have you seen when he reshaped the defence? Have you seen this tactical shift he's done? Have you seen when he's influencing games and changing results and whatever? So I don't know. I think it's just a PR thing, to be completely honest. And eventually the results are going to make it so that, yeah, it's not it's not fun. I don't know if you lot saw um, Pogba's comments after the game. Yep. Um, that, what did that, he say? That... Huh? What did he say? <laughs> he said a lot of things. So he said, "I mean, I'm in deep trouble. <laughs> we are in deep, deep trouble." <laughs> what's, what's, what's the headline? What's the headline, guys? Oh, he, he 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 ended it with with. Um, this changed something, can it? We need to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that tactics. was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <He's a tactics. laughs> he said, "I don't know if it's the mentality. We need to find a tactic." He said, um, "We need to change," and it's yeah. like. He, he started Paul off with, he, he started off saying, to be honest, it's not even a new thing. Like, and that was like quite, you know what I mean? Like a way to open up the the comment because he was like, yeah, you know, we know this ain't a new thing. Boy, you know, it, it needs to be addressed in it and then just started going in. And I, and this is this is where I feel like it's getting to dangerous, dangerous territory for Oli because he's got the players now like openly saying stuff. You can't really say anything back. And then also Ollie's coming out and he's talking about Rashford and you know, read the room a little bit. You know, I'm, I remember you like you were saying Marky is a bit is a bit ill timed, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've i always kind of funny how Rashford finished that though, because it's like Rashford Rashford had that comment in his head, boy, and said, Yeah, I'm lamping this. <laughs> man lamped it in the net, boy. But yeah, yeah, man. I don't listen, listen, I don't want any of this, any of this, you know, things flying at old Trafford. No, 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 no. We need it all calm. We need it calm. We need Oli at the wheel. So what I need to happen now <laughs> is I need these results. This is what happens every year since he's been there. We, this is what happens. Big team. What do you need up. again? <laughs> I need Oli at the wheel. <laughs> I need him there. Because we've seen it already, innit? Now when when it gets on top, he pulls out results. So that's what I need. After Liverpool, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. After Liverpool, <laughs> after Liverpool. Probably. Probably. It's, it's mad, but I feel like TN. I'm sorry, he needs a result against Liverpool now. Like, if he's gonna be able to do anything going mm. forward, he really needs a positive result against Liverpool. You see, if Liverpool bang United the way that they banged United a few years ago. And that, that spelt the end for Jose. Mm. If that happens, yeah, Oli's out. And every United, well, not every United fan, but Mark for sure will get, will get his wish. He's been waiting for this. So I, I feel like for, for us three anyway, I feel like we're going to be um, United supporters <laughs> on that day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, boy, I, I, I need, like T said, I need Oli to stay for my own peace of mind. That. <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, you know, like when you think about it, yeah, like obviously it's different. Like you've got different. He's tried to rotate. He played different players. Pogba started. Ronaldo started. Sancho started. Greenwood started. Bruno Fernandez, Matic. Like there's just there's decent players there, good players and that. But it always seems to come down to a lot of fans talking about this midfield problem. Like, oh, there's a problem in the midfield. Therefore. You know, they needed to sign a number six. They need to sign a number six. And, like, before that, it was like, oh, they needed a winger. And before that, it was like, oh, I need a striker. And it's like, oh, need another centre-back, you know, need a centre-back pairing and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know how many clean sheets they've kept. And they've had the first-choice centre-back pairing for a few of those games. That hasn't happened. The chance creation, that's not happening. Um you know, so it's just like it seems like it's like, oh, it's the midfield problem. Do you got do you do you man think it's a midfield problem? Or do you like do you actually think that's what it is? Like if they went and sat signed um Saul from instead of Chelsea, that yeah, it would just they'd have been calm. No, um, I I'll just say very quickly, if you talk about Saul, um the the answer is no. <laughs> He's not even featured. I think he featured for us here for one half in the Premier League and that that was all she wrote. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> like, I think, you know what's interesting? Uh, I think um, I listened to something today with um, Fabrizio Romano talking about, 
you know, things that are coming out of United and there's some plans and how Ferran and Sancho were targets. But getting a central midfielder was one of their main targets as well. And that was a signing they were looking to make before the transfer window actually closed. But Cristiano Ronaldo became available and it automatically changed their whole emphasis in terms of what they were going to do in the market. And it was kind of like, yeah, we need to slap down this, these 20 M's, give him the major contract and get him in ASAP. And I'm going to say something mad controversial here, but I feel like the, the Cristiano Ronaldo signing has actually been done to the detriment of the way United play now because he's playing in a nine position, but he's not playing like a nine. And United, the way that they function, the way they play, require an actual nine. Like We saw the performances that Cavani put in in the latter half of the season last year and you could just see the type of game that kind of suits United. And, and it's not even so much a midfield problem now. It, obviously, there is an issue there, but there, there's also an issue up top as well now in terms of the balance of the team. And I don't quite know how that's all going to work. And it's funny, because we're talking about Oli. He, he asked a journalist two questions. And I think it was something along the lines of, oh, so what do we do? what do we do we need to get more legs in midfield (laughs) he asked those two questions i know they were sarcastic but bro like what what are you doing bro i don't understand so yeah i don't know he he, listen he hasn't got a clue how to change this around in my opinion i don't think he's got a clue and i don't i don't think you know like there's that old thing in it like oh just you know stick Give the man time, let him, you know, these are, this is his players, the players need time to gel and whatever. But, like, if you're just being clear and objective, yeah, as, as you know, we always are. <laughs> um, if you think about it, from the moment Tuchel came in, it took him about three weeks to fix the shape of Chelsea. Three weeks. Three weeks, maybe four, you know. He saw, I saw some, some straight away, I saw some things there that I was like, okay, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. We're talking about coming up to three years and we can't see. We can't see. Other than the obvious thing of, yes, he let go a load of players who were old and signed a whole bunch of other players. I can't see the tactical changes. I can't see the blueprint. And that's what I'm saying. Certain coaches like Tuchel, three weeks, three weeks, four weeks. We're talking three years it's coming up to. And still the um the the thing of you know give the manager time, give the manager time. I think also I think there's a bit of snobbery as well, you know. I think there's a bit of snobbery going on where because like you know, a lot of people on the internet sometimes do just say sack a manager or whatever, they're lumping everybody who wants Oli out to be like just a reactionary fan or just somebody who who doesn't really understand the game or whatever. But both the reactionary fans and the pundits. And the sometimes people <laughs> can watch the club, watch the team, and even someone who'd never understood football before can look at that and say something's not right there. So I just think people haven't got the bottle to keep it real. But eventually, like I say, they will do so. You know, it's it's interesting. The midfield, you know, Pogba was was sluggish to say the to say the the least. On um, Bruno didn't really um, do anything, and I think. The midfield is a problem for Manchester United, but more important than than the midfield and just how they're playing going forward is what they're doing off the ball. Man United, they're not pressing the ball in any with any sort of conviction. They're not turning over the ball with any sort of conviction. That's why you see a lot of home games slipping. See teams going to Old Trafford, they're able to get all over them because the team are not pressing. I saw a stat for Ronaldo. He's amongst the bottom few players in the league for presses for the amount of pressing that he's done. So, and this isn't something that you didn't know, you know, mm. this is something that you knew before, so you had to do it. People are getting on to, for example, Jaden Sancho and saying, uh, you know, a lot of memes and whatever, and even some some Man United fans saying, oh, there's something wrong with Jaden Sancho. There's nothing wrong with Jaden Sancho. There's, there's nothing wrong with the guy. Do you get what I'm saying? I say the guy is top quality, um, but it's like, how many players will you have to see go through Manchester United to notice that there's not just the player. You know, United are spending bread on players and certain players go backwards or get worse. 
do you know what I mean? There's something wrong there. Now, Jaden Sancho is the one I'm particularly like. That's he's one of my favorite youngsters in terms of skill set wise. That's a Premier League player. He, he can beat a man. He can put in a good cross. But I've never seen this guy play on the right side of midfield. Always playing on the left side and feeding off scraps. You can see even sometimes, you know, he plays the ball inside, tries to do a one-two, and the player just airs him. And then eventually, it's just like he's not getting the service. And because Man United don't play to a particular rhythm, he's used to playing with a particular rhythm, like how he was playing in Dortmund. There's no rhythm with Manchester United. It's all about individuals. Um, it's all about whether Greenwood can cut and shoot. And even when, even though Rashford's fit now, Rashford cutting and like like T said, leather it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Bruno Fernandez chip one ball over the top, or you know what I mean. And it's like you've got Cristiano Ronaldo up front, not creating chances for him. So how does that even how does that even work? So this is what I'm saying. All these things are like it's a conundrum. But the manager has never, in my opinion, never really shown a game from start to finish where Manchester United have not only controlled the game, but controlled possession. And and it's not just a counter-attack thing. Actually went and imposed himself on somebody and played them off the park for 90 minutes. I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, I mean, where, where do you start really? Like, it's... I think it's very clear and it's very easy to see that the forwards, you know, we said this a, a couple of times already, but the forwards that were assembled, like, where's the link between them? They're all very similar in terms of what they want to do. And that just doesn't make sense to me. There's no idea, there's no strategy in terms of Sancho, how you want to integrate him. And as Kofi was saying, it's like, it's so clear that like, oh, last minute something happened with, with Ronaldo because... It just doesn't, nothing makes sense. The Breakdown Podcast. How you bring him in at that, at that stage, it doesn't make sense. There's no patterns of play. There's no drills. It, listen, it doesn't even matter, like, who, who you bring in. You know, if, as long as it's under that setup, it doesn't matter. Like, it's all, it's going to stay the same. So, but you know what? My question is, like, what, what's it going to take? Like, if it's going to go the other way and Oli's going to get sacked, but what's it actually going to take for whoever is going to ward the axe to ward the axe? I've got another question. Would... This is going to sound a bit mad, but would sacking Oli be the only thing that would... I know we compared it to Tuchel coming in and sorting it out within a few weeks, but I still do think that there's elements of of the team that's missing for it to operate properly so you speak of the midfield what what would a new manager do with the midfield options that are available to man united that's a very good question well, actually do you know what first of all you'd actually get them playing playing some six and eight yard passes to be honest that would be the first thing you'd start them doing you know they'd actually be able to set some tempo um because no matter what we say even about fred like in a system where you train and, you know what I mean, you have some patterns of um, routines of playing the ball out from the back. That's the first thing. The second thing I will say is there'll be pressing, emptying the tank. Probably Fred's the only one, I would say, who does empty the tank where it comes to recovering the but ball this, and whatever. This, this is my point, Mark. Who in the midfield, if we look at all the options that Man United have in midfield, if we put down a midfield three or a midfield two, whatever, whatever the, um, mm. the solution is, who can you get together in a combination that can do some of the modern stuff that a midfield midfield needs to do at the top end of the of a league of the Premier League? Because if for me, when I look at the options that are that Man United have, there's if you play one, then there's a problem somewhere else. So, for example, like if you play like a midfield three, who's who's playing your like who's playing your left? hand midfield who's playing on your right hand midfield those those wide midfielders and then what are you doing with certain other players like if you play midfield three what are you doing with Fernandez for example um, he's going on the and bench then, and then and then exactly and then comes like the softer the softer side of things players not playing Fernandez not playing we've already said that um, Ronaldo doesn't press and in the modern game you need to 
need to press from the front. He needs to start with your strikers, right? So if he doesn't press but Cavani does, or Cavani makes an effort to press, Lingard makes an effort to press, Rashford makes an effort to press, or Sancho makes an effort to press, whoever, if it means that Ronaldo's got to sit down on the bench, and actually he's got to sit down on the bench, like not even just a tester, but sit down on the bench. Simple. That that introduces, but that introduces a problem for for Oli. But I mean, forget about Oli. That introduces a problem for anyone. What um, would the problem be? Takes, with Ronaldo being on the bench. Yeah. He's not gonna like that. Him and his people are not gonna like that. I don't know what kind of ruckus that can cause, like in their dressing room. Or um, with with what, what might even be in his contract, the contract that he signed with Man United. I don't know the contract that he signed with Man United, but he might have some some clauses in there. Um, so there's different things that can, I think, can affect. Like, because I would I wouldn't play my, like realistically. Ronaldo is like a guy who's in the box to poach to poach at something. He's not gonna press. He's not gonna help out with anything in the general play of the game. And we know that that kind of skill set isn't necessarily required by the you know the top sides. This is why Ronaldo. That's why Juventus um, couldn't get him out of the door quick enough. Like for <laughs> what was it, eighteen mil and end or something like that? They just yeah, here have him. You know. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like I I hear what you guys are all saying, but I think that even a new coach comes in has some some problems to to deal with that. Um, doesn't necessarily get resolved with what's currently there. Um, mm. That's what I'd add. But but why? But my thing is why why this is what I'm saying. So what you're saying essentially is that a coach has to make decisions, right? Yes. Yeah. Why can't they? Well, because you you're in the age of um, superstars. Um, superstars <laughs> um, causing uh, are more powerful than the coach these days. Um, especially a coach like like Oli, he's no chance. But even if you get in like a Conte or Zidane, who who can command um, a dressing room and command players and set an example and whatever, whatever, you're still gonna have with that with the amount of people that he's got in there that have got inflated egos. He's still gonna have, I think, problems because I don't think you can play Ronaldo, Bruno, Pogba, even Fred all in the same side. I don't think you can play all of them. For one, you've got Fred and Pogba who both want to play, or are left-footed, I think, and they both want to play. Actually, I think there was a comment after the Brazil game where Fred played really well, actually. I watched that game. And he said he, you know, he doesn't want to play. Well, in so many words, he doesn't really want to play at the base of midfield and be a defensive mid. He wants to more so play like a box-to-box and enjoy joining in attacks. You know, that... Who do you play then? In my in my opinion, who do you play then? Him or Pogba? Um, Pogba's not going to do any... He's not going to play box-to-box. Pogba's more about the the attack and um, giving assists and maybe chipping in with a goal. So how do you get the combination with what you've got there now? If, if you're just talking midfield, and how does that affect also other aspects like the right-back issue? There's a right-back issue um, as well with, with Wan-Bissaka, does is Wambasaka, you know, is he good enough to to start at the moment um, in any combination you, you set, up the t- set the team up in? So that's what I'm saying. I feel like Oli aside, even the manager who comes in, that's not going to be necessarily the most attractive thing for the for the few. Let's say we sack Oli now. Um, for the next few months, that's going to be still a bit difficult. They might be able to get a tune. Um, in terms of not conceding four uh, to teams, but I think it's still going to be difficult. They're still going to need um, some players, a couple of players to to sort it out because the the mm. squad is in balance. Not even the first team, the squad. Yeah, you know, so. but like so for for example, for me, like if you would just look, that's why I say that like you just got to have balls at the end of the day. It's as simple as that. You got to have the balls to do it. If you know you've got a problem with running off the ball, stretching teams, and you know you've got a problem with pressing, and you have Jesse Lingard sat on the bench, Jesse Lingard needs to play. It's very simple because he will press, he'll run off the ball, and he will and and he will, he will work for the team. It's very simple. Do you know what I mean? If, if Oli believes that McFred is his way to go, and he does, 
then cool, no problem. You want legs in there, no problem. Then Bruno and Pogba cannot play. One of the two is going to play in the 10. Both of them cannot play in the 10 role. Do you get what I'm saying? There's no point putting Pogba at the base of a midfield because he's just, it's not even, it's not even that he hasn't got the will to do it. It's just, he's not turned on by the prospect of receiving the ball from a centre-half and playing a little part. That's not what Pogba gets off on. He gets off on receiving the ball on the half-turn and driving at a defence. Do you get what I'm saying? He, he gets off on playing the killer ball. He doesn't get off on getting the ball and playing the safe passes that's required from a central midfielder because he, he would eventually start to try and do something extravagant. And then, you know what I mean? And then we go down the same route with Pogba. So for me, you know, if, you, if it was out of Bruno or Pogba, it's for the system of the team... I would rather play Pogba in the 10 and Bruno sits on the bench if you're playing that sort of game where you're going to actually want to have control of 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 um of the ball cuz Bruno Bruno versus um Pogba when it comes to possession and keeping possession and keeping the tempo up obviously you know Bruno scores the penalties he scores the goals and whatever he's got a good record but if you're on about you against pure football Paul Pogba plays in that number 10 Do you get what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. and then, very simple. Obviously, if you've got Rashford coming back, he, Rashford can play on that left-hand side if he wants. Jaden Sancho plays on that right-hand side. And you have a decision to make up front. Greenwood is looking like he's he's ready to press. He's, re- he's looking like he's ready to score the necessary goals and whatever. You have Greenwood fighting for it, Cavani fighting for it, and Ronaldo fighting for it. And the three of them fight for the one, one spot in the number nine. It's very simple. Like you're talking about, like say for example, the right back situation. If Alwan Bissaka is not attacking like he's supposed to, it's very simple, very straightforward. Yeah, you you have choices. You can either say to yourself, okay, let me try um Eric Bailly out at right back kind of thing in in some sort of capacity or role if he's better if you feel like he's better on the ball because he is better on the ball obviously, but it leaves you it might leave you a bit open with him defending wide. You've got Diogo Delo who can cross a ball, but maybe defensively isn't the best. But again, you find a solution for that. So let's say you play the low, you might say to, to whoever's on his side, whoever, whichever one of the central holding midfielders is on his side, as soon as the low goes forward, you cover him. You know what I'm trying to say? It's one of those. And and so there's loads of little tricks. In, but what, I'm, what we're not saying here is that Oli's done any of it. You know, he's, do, he's essentially doing the same thing every single week. And he will be doing that until he gets sacked. And I do agree with you that regardless of if they just change the manager, there'll, there can still be issues. But if they got a manager in that actually has the balls to do it, because I believe Tuchel would do it. I believe that Tuchel would, would, would go in and say, this is my system, like he did. Went in there, said, this is my system. This is what we're doing. And I think that's what you have to do at the top level. You haven't got time for this project business. Do you get what I'm saying? Or philosophies and all that kind of stuff. I feel like at the top level, you've got to come in and you've got to stamp your authority because otherwise the authority will stamp itself on you. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? And it seems like that's when, what's going to be happening um, with Oli and he's going to go out with a whimper. And unfortunately for him, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, he will go down as... as, as do you know what I mean? As as a Neely guy or whatever, you know what I mean? He, he left the club the first time and he was like a hero for the 99, but this time he's going out with a whimper and he's not even going out swinging. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with that, man. Um, my, I was just thinking when when you were talking and I was thinking, oh, that like, somewhere in, in, in my mind, somewhere someone has to be making a decision about whether the football club is is being run by what football we, we want to play or how much money we want to make. Because if you're thinking about decisions that are being made and just getting people on the pitch, at the end of the day, Ronaldo being on the pitch, Bruno being on the pitch, Pogba being on the pitch, that's profitable for United at the end of the day. But is it good for the football? Is it good for the side? Like, to me, there must be somebody... That's, that's saying, listen, if we're, we're bringing in these guys, we're, we're doing up Harlem Globe Trot or whatever, like all these men have to play in it. That kind of what, what Jay was alluding to is player power at the end of the day. But like you've been alluding to as well, Mark, you've got to be strong enough to make a decision. But um, in my mind, there's there's someone that's making some decisions which 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 seems to be about profit. Mm. 
seems to be the way that it's going. Obviously, not good times at Man United, but where it's better, and obviously, T's is going to start smiling. You know, obviously, Salah is doing, Salah's doing the business right now. Could say <laughs> He's that. doing the business. Doing the business. He's doing the business. He's carrying the team. That's what world class looks like. You know, obviously, you know, his partner, his money is. He's there, he's there, you know. But Salah's leading the way in terms of <laughs> what's what world class is, in my opinion. Um, but the question really um, about a lot of people saying is like, even Klopp was saying, "Oh, is there anyone better than um, Mo Salah in the world right now? Mo Salah's the best in the world, whatever, whatever." T, do you think he's the best in the world? Best player in the world. Um... Why? What's What's you thinking about that? Jay, it's a bit. The best in the world. <laughs> Go on. Now, it's Tia, a give bit, me a second. <laughs> it's a bit mad. It's a bit mad on that one. <laughs> it's a bit mad on that one. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is. I think currently on 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 the form, it's hard to say that there's there's somebody. Who's who's doing it as consistently as him, and I think he's just brought all the different elements of his game together. And you know, we're seeing the the creation, we're seeing better decision making, we're seeing better finishing. You know, we're seeing dribbling. What more can you ask for? You know what I mean? Um, you know, he's he's broken several records. Um, he's in the conversation. He has to be. You know, he's leading goal scoring records charts I don't know I don't know what what more he has to do he, if he's not then he's in the conversation for 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 being the best in the world right now no but no stick to one is is he yes or no <laughs> in my in my opinion on the right fence? Now, is he, is he? in my opinion yeah he is the breakdown podcast Jay, what do you think? Is he is Mo Salah the best player in the world right now? Uh, no, he's not the best player in the world. I think Rough. there is. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm so sorry. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think yeah, there you know there has to be a distinction between you know maybe most informed and then the the best player. I think if we're looking at like. The last two years, Lewandowski has just been, like, for example, just you know, like I mean, Bayern Munich didn't win the Champions League last season. Obviously, they they went out to PSG, and I think that that was purely like down to the fact that the man was injured, like um, at a pivotal time. Um, but if we're talking about consistency over the last two years, actually, in terms of goal scoring, being a complete forwards, um, not even just scoring goals, but actually contrib contributing to goals. Um, being able to not just be in the box, but to be in and around the box and help construct goals as well, score a range of different goals. Obviously, he's got physical, you know, features to him that help him with that, but he uses them um, very, very effectively. Um, he broke a legendary record from of a legendary man, right, Gerd Muller. Um, no one ever thought that that record would be broken. I know, I know. Obviously, Salah's broken a lot of records in the um, the Premier League as well. But yeah, for two years, two and a half years, this guy just hasn't stopped scoring. Like he's just, you know, if we take out like the Ronaldo and Messi thing, like he hasn't stopped scoring for like a number of years. And I think in the last two years, he's just been so consistent. And the only thing that prevented us, in my opinion, you know, him or Bayern going for another serious, you know, tilt at another Champions League was him being injured at a pivotal moment, you know. As I well as that as well. Scrapped, you know what? They scrapped the thing in it, didn't they? This, uh, yeah. COVID, they, scrapped the <laughs> they scrapped it because they didn't want it to, you know. You know <laughs> but I mean, like, um, yeah, him, I think that when T says a conversation, I think, like, for sure, though, Salah is, you know, in the conversation. is within that kind of realm. He's playing the best football that he's he's ever played. I think he's a, he's the best player in the Premier League for sure, um, and he's one of the most informed players in Europe. Um, but I think like Lewandowski for two years, the consistency can't 
can't get better than that in terms of attacking. Uh, but I think Benzema's got a shout as well. He's um, doing it not just for uh, um, Real Madrid in terms of assists and goals um, and the way he's scoring them, but also um, for his country as well. France, his comeback for France, I think he scored four goals in the Euros, even though they went out. Um, scored the blinding goal um, to win the UEFA Nations. I know it's a new trophy and that, but it is a trophy. Um, so I think these guys are, you know, they're competing against each other this, you know, this season. But yeah, for me, Lewandowski is um, it's a top man. Yeah, we, cool. Kofi, what are you saying? Who's the um, best in the world? I, I, I have to agree with Jay. I think on current form, uh, on current form, um, Salah arguably is the best. Yeah, I mean, we're saying Europe, but we know it's the world. When we say Europe, we mean world, right? Um, I'd probably say on current form, yes. And bear in mind, we've, we've played, what, Liverpool have played, what, 10, 11 games this season so far. And I mean, that, I mean the, the, these um, comments or, let's say, opinions have really, really started coming out within the last four or five games. You get what I mean? So to say that he's the best player in the world, period, it's it's very it's very hard to it's very hard to agree with. But I think on current form right now, I think he is probably number one, um, probably most influential player. Um, but I would agree that I think, in my opinion, I think Lewandowski is the best player in the world, um, and I and I personally feel like he should win the Ballon d'Or. Um, not just because, not just for sentimental value, the fact that he didn't he didn't get last last year because of technicalities, um, but I, I think even even last season again, Jay, like you said, had it not been for the fact that he he was injured, I, I personally feel like Bayern would have actually progressed through um, and actually would have been PSG. But I mean, we'll never know that for a fact. That is just a down to yeah. opinion, but. Um, that, that's why I personally believe. But Salah for now, and I think we spoke about a few pods ago, we're talking about the definition of world-class, and I think we spoke about um, who was better, I think Salah, Suarez, that type of, type of argument. You see what Salah is doing now, what he's doing right now, if he can do that for the whole entire season, then we can really, really compare him to that, to that, to that season that Suarez had before he left Liverpool. Then we're talking then we could go actual toe-to-toe about who had actually had the better season. Not in terms of just numbers, but we're talking about actual stellar performances. Um, mm. And Salah right now is playing the best football of his life. Even if he doesn't achieve or amass the amount of goals he scored when he first arrived, I think he scored 40-something goals. Even if he doesn't amass that, what he's showing and producing at the moment is probably it's, it's the best I've ever seen him play. And I'm mm. sure he'd say that for himself. So yeah, he, he's doing bits, man. Yeah, because the thing, you know, like, before with Salah, I'm, was it last season or was it the season before where Mane wasn't getting a pass from Salah and he hit the floor and he went absolutely mad? Was it last season or the season before? Season before, yeah. Season before. Season yeah. before yeah, Mane, yeah. Mane was going mad because and he, and he stormed he off the up, pitch. And that and he yeah, was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he stormed off the pitch. He was mad. He's just going, what? And then you look at this season, how Salah started, and two of his assists have just been fantastic. And I think that's the key thing. This guy's actually starting to become more of a complete player um, because that the assist on the weekend with the outside of the foot, yeah, for Mane, that's, see, that's where you now start saying, okay, that's different now because it's not just your dribbling. It's not just that. It's actually picking out a pass right into the man's pass. So all he has to do is finish. And I think those type of things is why people are putting um, him in the same bracket, um, you know, as as the top players in the world and stuff like that. So I do understand it. And it's it's obviously it's been a good start, but Lewandowski scored 15 goals. We're not even out of we're not even out of October yet. So for me, Lewandowski's like he's the best player in the world, not just this season, but he's been for a few seasons. You know what I mean? Mm. Sky's 50 plus goals in one like year. I'm just like, okay. You know what I mean? It's it's mad to see someone at that age performing like that um you know and i just i i just feel like Lewandowski, that's a freak of nature like that's too much like you know like because even ronaldo slowed down like do you get what i'm trying to say like ronaldo slowed down and whatever messi's kind of slowed down and stuff like that 
And I feel like Lewandowski is a head and shoulders the, the the number one player because, like I said, fifteen goals. Like they just smoked. Who did they smoke yesterday? Um, oh, five nil up at half time, in, bro. bro. In half an hour, bro. It was. It's stress. It's so such stress, and it's just like you know he's good. And what I like about him is just his touch. You know, what I'm saying for a big man, he's got a good touch. Brings other players into the game and stuff like that. But for me, those two are clearly the two. If you're, if you're going to say that there's two and then there's a gap. Mm-hmm. There's a gap after them as to who, you know, who's performing at the level and who's who's the best. And I think those two, obviously people would put Kevin De Bruyne um, in a conversation. You know, people would put throw him in there and say, you know, on top form, he's, he's unplayable and stuff. But I just think those two, the influence that they're having on their sides... Is 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 different, but yeah, definitely. Sorry, T, but um, <laughs> no, nah, I hear Sorry, it. Man. I, 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 I hear it. Two. That's the, that's why I said the conversation. But for me, obviously, that that's that what I mentioned. Him bringing the elements together. He's been doing the outside of the foot thing from before. You remember when um, Liverpool played Bayern, not them out of the Champions League. He mm. he did that exact thing for money. You know what I mean? He's been doing that kind of thing before, but. We've not seen all the elements together at one time in it. So for me, I still stick with Salah because when I look at what he's doing and the starting positions where he actually plays, he's not he's not actually a striker. He's not actually a striker. He gets into those positions, but he starts from wide, like all the time. If you compare Louis and you compare Ben's, obviously Ben's a bit is a bit different. Ben's does his thing as well, but Louis for me operates within a certain area. And Salah doesn't. Salah's a bit different. Mm. So, for me, um, I'm going to stick with Salah, but I hear what you men are saying still. Mm. Do you know what? When he... Yeah, sorry, when he first joined as well, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see this. I didn't see I don't think any any of us did. I I remember your comments, mate. I I definitely didn't see it, man, because this was a guy... Because I was judging him off, obviously, the Chelsea bit and the bits I saw for Roma. It was doing bits, but... You know, when you just look on a pure football level, I'd never admire him as a footballer, you know, like as a pure touch technique and stuff, regularly dribbling the ball out of play, regularly running down blind alleys, regularly just, it just looked like it looked like he just was too eager to get stuff done. He just looked quite disjointed. I think that's the <coughs> word I was using, disjointed. Mm-hmm. But he just obviously worked on his craft and from there it's just become, you know, it's become something else. He's yeah. relentless, bro. Yeah, he, he's relentless in terms of that work ethic and yeah, his development is relentless, bro. Yeah, and I was even going to say, I mean, th- this is this is um, one for the um, old Farmers League argument as well. Um, Mo Salah obviously came from Switzerland originally, started off at Basel, came over to Chelsea, didn't do quite well, but it wasn't his fault. Got shipped off, went to Italy, did his thing at Fiorentina, went to Roma, did his thing there again come back to the Premier League and now we're talking about one of the best players in the world. He's not he's not a Premier League he's not a Premier League product. He's someone that's come from abroad and has come to do his thing. So when people speak about players from other leagues and discounting them all the rest of it, you can't do that. Hence why hence why Lewandowski has to be in the has to be in the conversation because I think a lot of people have been speaking about Salah being the best purely because he's playing in the mm. harder league. Yeah. You, you, you get what I'm coming from, and that's always going to be a thing. I'm not even going to dispute that. I know the Premier League is, well, in my in my opinion, is the harder league. Um, it's the hardest league in the world, and that's going to definitely count for something. But if you're going off just pure performance level, like we we know we know football, we can identify when a player is just doing stuff that's just off the scales. Um, but kudos to Salah, man. Kudos to him because, like you said, Mark. I never saw this coming. I knew he was a goal scorer at Basel. He was he was notching goals in the Champions League for them, but not on this level. And he wasn't playing at mm. this level either. No way. No, I never yeah. never saw it in a million years. But yeah, man. I mean, it's just Credit funny. Me. You know what? It's funny when people use the the farmers like league argument or whatever. I get that stuff, but then they come and slap some of our. They slap your favourites in the Champions League. So. It's like we say they're the farmers, but then you know what I mean. Look at how many got like for the issues against Messi. Like, oh, well, you know, can he play in the Premier League? Can it listen? How many times did he play against Premier League clubs, boy? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just awesome. <had> fun. <laughs> in particular, 
Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Lewandowski's the same. There's a lot of players. It's just like, I get the whole thing. But remember, you're talking about the top teams in those countries playing mm-hmm. against the top teams in our, and they're slapping our favourites. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think the Farmers the Farmers League thing really hold much, holds much weight. It's just a bit lazy. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit lazy. And it's like, it just means, just say you don't watch the league, innit? That's that. it. This is it, man. Just say you don't watch it, man. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay to say, you know, I don't watch that that league enough, like, do you know what I mean? The Breakdown Podcast. We'll round up on some comments from Mr. 50 million pound man, Jay's signing, Jay scouted him. He, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the sporting director. <laughs> Jay scouted him. He scouted him in Ramsdale this summer. You know, they got him. <laughs> ben White said, yeah, I watched this interview and I'm thinking, how have, how is anyone allowing this to even go out, to be completely honest? That's one of those that you just say, nah, that one's not coming out. Cut that ben White point. says, they're asking him, how much do you know about Vieira? Because obviously Arsenal's about to play um, Crystal Palace and they're saying how much do you know about Vieira obviously number four number four you know previous number four current number four and Ben White comes out and says that I don't I don't I don't know much about him <laughs> um, you know oh, which which man. you know what going off he's, his he, age he, he said he said as well I don't know much about an older generation <laughs> yes just cast, the, just cast them off <laughs> You see, because that was the thing that the bit was the first bit was like, you know, I don't know much about the older generation, but then he was almost proud to say, and I don't really watch much football. I don't watch football much and stuff like that. And it was strange because he was almost proud to say that. And obviously it's a bit weird for me. That was a super, super strange because everybody, I, I think you don't have to be like, obviously we're fans. We don't play professional football, so it's not a job to us like that so I can understand people who you know players who would say definitely you know um, uh, they will say that you know I need to get away from the game I need to switch off and whatever but I do I do think it's a bit worrying if you're so proud to admit that that fact and you're so proud to say do you know what and especially if you've just signed for Arsenal please go and research who Patrick Vieira is it's not that long ago kind of thing and it is a very very iconic team (laughs) <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So I don't know whether it was just because he was playing against Crystal Palace, but or I don't know whether it's just the younger gen um, that just don't don't seem to watch football like that. You know what? It's yeah. funny. Because, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I was going to say it's funny because I remember, you remember Asura Koto from Tottenham? He, he, mm. he said the exact same thing years ago. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He was just on job. Like, football was just a job for him. So yeah. you do get man like that. Yeah, I was gonna say I've got a list for you guys. Like um, Gareth Bell, Carlos Tevez says he likes, he prefers golf. Um, David Batty as well, I think says something similar. Um, because <laughs> I had just to go and look this up. Um, obviously, <clears throat> Frank Frank said Benoit as well. He was just like, nah, I just like to chill with my friends and listen to hip hop. He yeah, said he likes fifty cent and something like that. <laughs> that was that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got you've got as well Carlos Vela, who was at Arsenal. He said he said something similar. Like after he finishes playing football, that's it for football. Um, as well, Batistuta. Imagine he imagine he said that he prefers to watch polo. Um, oh. And then you've got. Ronaldinho, who says he prefers highlights and just watching the goal, and nothing, and nothing more than that. So I think that, not outside of outside of you know, people do see football as a profession. They don't see it, you know, the way fans see it, and that's I mean that's fine. Um, but I think that um, there's context that that Ben White has to take into account when he's answering these kind of questions. Um, Especially from Sky, like you know what I mean. Um, if they they ask you a question, like, it's like almost being in an office, right? And like there's certain rules or regulations that are in the office, in it that we all know of. And like you you might not personally care for them or whatever, but you know that it's it's a key 
it's a key fundamental of the office. So you you just got to adhere by it or whatever, and then you just fob it off in front of everyone. Like you're gonna alienate yourself yeah. in the office, yeah. right? Um, if you go to, if you go to America, I know I'm taking it away, but if you go to America to work there and then like they're celebrating Independence Day or whatever it is or Thanksgiving, and you just fob it off like in their office or whatever, they they're gonna feel away. So I feel like also the fans are a stakeholder of the club. They're the most important stakeholder of the club. So whether you like it or not as a footballer, you come to a club, especially like Arsenal, with proud fans and with a history and that, um, big history. And Vieira is a big part of that history. Um, as you said, Mark, to fob it off, like, like to be like chuffed about fobbing it off, like, you know, well, I don't work for you. The older generation in it, I just go to play football and <laughs> and that's it. And I think as well, what was mad as well is when they asked him, "Oh, the number four jersey, do you know who else you shared that with?" He even paused and was like, "Yeah, mm, like that." And it was like, "Are you being serious? Like, has no one <laughs> did no one tell you? Did you not know that?" Or you know, so I feel like where Arsenal are now, obviously, and where Arsenal have been in the past with a player like Vieira. And where we are now, where, you know, Arsenal finished eighth twice um, in a row. Things are not going great. No one's really happy with how it's been over the last few seasons. And then you come in as a £50 million player. Granted, that's not his fault, but that's what it is. And then, you know, people are thinking, well, OK, for £50 million, you be you best be, you know, the dog's bollocks. Like, um, and people are not sure. Of you, there's like there's a split about you. The last thing you need to do is put that kind of answer out. That's gonna, you know, basically people are gonna put you really, really under the microscope. Um, mm. And I feel like that's what he's done for himself. People, people look at that and um, think, okay, the next mistake my man makes, yeah. Now, now we're really on top. We haven't, and it's kind of cold, you know, like that as well, in the sense that. <clears throat> I'm just here to play football for Arsenal and that's it. It's a bit capitalistic, like a bit, you know, I'm just here to wherever. And that's not what Arsenal fans need right now. They need to feel like players are, you know, in this with the club and with the fans. And and that's how it came across. But he's he's within his right not to watch um watch games. I'm I'm sure they watch a lot a lot of analysis at the club anyway to improve his game and whatnot, but yeah. To say to say that you're not he kind of well, yeah a club legend but so what that's your club legend kind of thing I'll just do my own thing is it's not the way to start your career any club I think, do you know what I think the the the, the most the most disappointing thing well the, the worrying thing about it is how do you improve as a player right mm. how do you improve as a player if you if you're saying that you don't watch football how do you improve as a centre half like and and even just just being proud about saying you don't watch football you're not going to improve you're not going to get any better you're not going to have sustained success um you know could you not learn from and and i get it it's not even tr- me trying to sound old it's not even trying to be old about it and just going listen you must know about you know every single center half that's ever lived i think studying a, a soul campbell you could add stuff to your game mm-hmm. studying a, a in prime you know colatore you could add stuff to your game by thinking about a Martin Keown or a Tony Adams, you know, these are like great leaders at the football club. And actually it's just, it's just a mentality of just being proud to say, do you know what? I don't, you know, don't really watch it. Don't know too much. I think that's, that's a problem. That's a problem to not want to watch other players because you get better by looking at other players and emulating them. Because otherwise what you're just judging yourself based on training and I'm not being funny, but at the moment, who Arsenal have a centre halves? I don't know if that's. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's particularly a great thing. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I understand that. And Jay, I'll let you say. I'll let you say your piece as no, well. Go, yeah, no, I've, um, I've, I've said a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. No, because because I, I had to. I was just thinking as well that the one, the one, obviously, um, caveat that we we should obviously mention here. Is that we're not questioning Ben's Ben White's love for football because obviously in the same interview he did express that yeah maybe he he doesn't have have a care for watching football but he loves playing it you know that was his thing when he was young he loved playing football 
So he has the actual passion for it. So his passion is not being called into question here. It's just so, so much, is he a student of the game? You know, because if you're a student of the game, you, you want to actually go to actually watch and learn about these players, especially if you're playing for a club like Arsenal. I mean, you, you're, you're signing for them. You're leaving Brighton to sign for Arsenal. You must be aware of the club that you are signing for. And if, in especially in the, uh, we're talking about modern era as in like now, but technically, I mean, even early 2000s was considered the modern era back then. You, you talk about mid mid two thousands, early two thousands. Patrick Vieira w- was probably at a pinnacle of the game in terms of midfielders. And if if you say you didn't watch him or you haven't, you don't know too much about him, then yeah, like like Jay said, you, especially Sky Sports, brav the, the the reports and the unwanted you, you know quotes here there. Like yeah, you don't you don't want any of that attention, yeah. man. You just want to get down and start playing the game. Do you know what it is though? Half of these strikers, yeah, you're gonna be playing against. You have yeah, to have yeah. that mentality. That if you don't watch the games, you need to know who five, six games ahead. You need to know what teams are doing because you can't just wait until oh, it's just training clips and whatever else because it's not gonna, it's not gonna take you to the top of the game. You need to know whether this player receives it with his left foot or his right foot. If I need to drop off or if, if I need to go close, I get it. It's like playing, but. This is how, especially for a defender, do you know, if this guy was an attacker, I'd still get onto him, but oh, okay, cool. Maybe the goal record can do whatever. But as a defender, where your alertness and your ability to kind of, to really understand and um, put out fires is in question, I feel like it's one of them ones. And it's obviously not just about Ben White. It's just globally, just in general. If you're a young player and you're trying to get to the top of the game, you better start studying your craft properly and watch and really try and add some stuff to your game. Otherwise, like you say, some of the players that we mentioned at the first players, Astro Cotto and whatever else, how how did the end of their careers go? You know, how did it end up going? 50 cent. <laughs> In <laughs> <Simple>. the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. So I think, I think as like, well. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mark. I just think as well, like, how many foreigners come to, we're talking about the Premier League as well, come to the Premier League, probably don't know nothing about some of the, you know, the local, like some of the legends that I played in the Premier League, they might not have an idea of them, but are like briefed before an interview or whatever. Or, you know, like I just, it's crazy. It's crazy that he, he but it's it, like you say, Mark, it's not like he, he fell into that trap. It seemed like he was quite, you know, there's, there's just a hint of, well, yeah, I don't, I don't watch football. And this Sierra guy, he's okay. He was, Part of older generation, Ancient. I didn't really watch. Yeah, yeah, he's Asian guy, so <laughs> which is fair. Watch. Yeah, that part, like I said, that part's fair. But, but you, if you if you ain't watching enough, you can't. You, you you're not yeah. you're not gonna learn and improve as much. Murtasaka yeah. can't teach you everything. Yeah, I think I just think that it's weird that he would say that, given the context of everything that's that's going on in the club as well. It doesn't do him any favors at all, in my eyes, anyway. Um, so, you know. But um, yeah, he's free to watch um, Squid Games or whatever <laughs> instead of uh, <laughs> instead of instead of watching whatever. But uh, the thing is, like 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 Kofi said, I'm sure like he you know he trains hard, um, he works hard, he loves football as you know doing it. Um, but yeah, it's just even if you feel that way, don't. Don't say that to Sky, like, do you know what I mean? Don't say that to the whole world, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's what it is, man. It's what it is. Yeah. You never understand it. And that's what I'm saying. Don't wanna, don't wanna, we don't want to sound, but we are all 30-plus guys, 30-plus-year-old <laughs> guys. We don't want to sound like the older gen, but listen to everybody and to anybody, study your craft. Don't dismiss <laughs> some of the some of the people that were there, even just five years before you. Study your craft, man, because that's that's all the best players and that they're obsessed with it. They're obsessed with it. You know, you know, you think about strikers and then you ask, you know, nowadays you see interviews with like Van Nistelrooy and Thierry Henry and like Van Nistelrooy is like, no, I used to watch every, I watched every Arsenal game. I was, I want, I, I, when we finished our game, I was like, what's the score over there? 
And those two were the two top strikers. And he was just trying to chase after Thierry Henry, trying to trying to catch his record and stuff. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't dismissive. He was like, no, nah, I'm 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 trying to beat this guy, you know. I'm sure Messi and Ronaldo, same thing. So, you know, it was what it was, man. Do you get what I'm even saying? Heard, I'm sure. even heard um Jaden Sancho saying that, yeah, when he was at school or college, I can't remember where, but um he used to watch videos of Ronaldinho like whilst he was at college in the in the class or less than that. You know what I mean? Ronaldinho was in the early 2000s. What's the problem? He's still he's still a great player. You know what I mean? There's exactly. there's there's much to be to learn there. So I guess I it know. is what I guess we with Ben White. Listen, good luck to you. Well, well it's Benjamin, isn't it? So Benjamin. Know, <laughs> I guess with Benjamin, we'll we'll see in two or three years um how this pans out. Hopefully well, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, the microscope is is on them for sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. cool. So that rounds up episode seven of the Breakdown Podcast. Follow us on um, Instagram at the Football Supplement. You can also hit us up on YouTube if you want to see some of the visuals from this clip. Also, share it as well um, if you think someone else could be interested. See you next week.